Welcome back to the Nobody Asked Our Opinion podcast. This is a podcast where two complete dum-dums talk about pop culture and give your opinion, give our opinion on it because you didn't ask for it. We will also give your opinion. <laughs> We're good at that. Yeah. Um, my name is JJ. And I'm Joanna. And uh, to start us off, I kind of want to talk about um, a little bit of breaking news. Uh, Macaulay Culkin's having a baby. With Brenda Song, With, yo. Yeah. I literally, I saw it in her notes and I was like, what? <laughs> One of these I, things is not like the other. Because last I checked, Macaulay Culkin's still kind of crazy. I mean, not as crazy as he was, but still kind of crazy. He's he's odd little duck, and Bren, Brenda's song is just a delight. Yeah, I also thought that Brenda's song was significantly younger than she actually is. She's like our age, and I was like, oh, she's got to be like 15 younger, years younger than Macaulay. They're like only barely a decade apart. Yeah, they're not even a decade apart. They're like <laughs> seven even. years apart. She said, I think we said she was 33, and, and he's, he's like 40. 40. Yeah, so it's like... A perfectly acceptable age difference for two people consenting adults to make a child. <laughs> but um, like, good for them, I guess. Sure. And I guess they named the baby after Macaulay Culkin's sister who passed. So her name is uh, Dawn. Oh, that's actually really sweet. Right? <laughs> Good on them. Good on them. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, no. So it's Dakota. Sorry. I was like, I don't know where. Let's see. So. Uh, da, 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 da. That's still kind of cute. It's still very sweet, though. Uh, Dakota Song Culkin. Oh. Dakota's a really cute name for a girl. Yeah. And is that named after his sister who had passed? Yes. Oh, I had no idea. I know that he had a brother. Yeah, so, oh, oh, sadness. Dakota died at age 29 after being accidentally struck by a car on December 9th, 2008 in Los Angeles. Oh, wow. That's tragic. And then uh, Colkin and Song met on the set of Changeland in Thailand and were first romantically linked when they were spotted out in July 2017. Oh, wow, this has been a thing. This is not just a random moment. Uh, This is is crazy. I had no idea. So strange. Oh, Uh, and they've been wanting to start a... uh, Macaulay Culkin's been wanting to start a family with her since, like, 2018 when he brought it up on the Joe Rogan Experience podcast saying that he wanted to make some babies. No. The Joe Rogan podcast, okay. I mean, like I said, Macaulay Culkin, he, he's, he's an odd duck. But you know what? Kudos to the happy couple. And um, may little Dakota grow up to be just like her mom. <laughs> Burn. But I'm dumb. <laughs> anyway, what else has been going on in the news? Um, oh, we had, where there, is, where there is life, there is death. We've had some tragic deaths. Uh, this past week, mm-hmm. Prince Philip died, which was sad, but he was like a hundred, so it was it, it, it was. it was time. Time, yeah. And then DMX died, and I, my life like went what? No, it went what? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of shit a brick when I saw D- he died of a heart attack. At correct? fifty. At fifty, like that's that's really young. Like, he had his whole... He still had a good... At 50 years if you're Prince Philip. <laughs> yeah, almost a half a century. Um, and there was a lot... Uh, 
the his death was finally confirmed by his by his people. I think a little bit later when the the, the news story broke because I think there were a lot of fake. There were a lot of fake, like, you know, every time a celebrity dies, everybody's like, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, he died, died. But at the time, he was still kind of uh, in the hospital on life support. Um, yeah, so he, was, he wasn't, he hadn't died. Um, I just laugh because we, we have our, our notes that we share. And you're like, oh my god, DMX died. And I was like, holy crap, let me look into this. And then it immediately it was like, he's not dead. <laughs> Guys, like, he's not dead. And then 20 minutes later, oh wait, he died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, then, then he did die. And then I was really sad. Yeah, um, but deaths usually happen in three, so I haven't heard r- rumors or reports of the the third major death yet. So, not to my knowledge. Um, I know that it it'll be it'll it'll definitely be uh, a sh- just as shocking as uh, a DMX. Whoever is keeping track of Betty White's health. Can someone make a report real quick to yeah. make sure that Betty White's Clock doing okay? Make sure that she's doing okay. Can she check on Dick Van Dyke? Oh, when Dick Van Dyke dies, I'm gonna be really sad for yeah. a really long time. Yeah, we need a we need to check up check, <laughs> check up, up on, on our, our happy old people. Yeah, some updates from a uh, uh, from a, a story that we talked about um, a couple weeks back. Oh, last week. Last week. Last week. Last week. I can't keep anything straight anymore. Last week we talked about Jimmy Fallon and um, Addison Rae uh, doing TikTok dances and not crediting their uh, uh, mostly POC creators. Uh, Jimmy Fallon, in a in, a, in an attempt to kind of uh, rectify that situation, calls all those TikTok dancers and creators on his show and gi- he gives them a platform to kind of talk about their art and. Uh, and their, you know, and their choreography and all the stuff that they were working on, and it's kind of awesome. Like, good for Jimmy Fallon. Friends, we made change. Like, we take credit for this. <laughs> we Jim- created change. <laughs> we call Jimmy Fallon out and be like, "No, this is stupid and fucked up." And oh, no, he's no, no. like, "Oh no, don't lie to the people." We didn't call Jimmy Fallon. Up. Jimmy Fallon obviously listens to our podcast yes. and was like, "I gone done fucked up." Mm-hmm. We called him out. He listened. And he was like, yo, you know what? They have a, they, they've got a point. We need to fix this. Those and two idiots with the podcast in Sacramento, <laughs> they know what's up. And so, like, he had all these, like, great content creators on. And I think, uh, obviously, they did it, like, via Zoom and um, that kind of thing to be social distant. But um, I think that's great. Like, that's kind of what you're supposed to do. Like, if you do something and people call you out on it, be like, yeah, we fucked up. Let's fix it. And he did. And I'm happy that he did it this way because it could have been a woe is me, here's an Instagram live video of me apologizing to these people. And instead of going, oh, instead of doing all that, he was like, oh, let's just get these people on the show because that's a better way to fix your mistakes. And it was probably just an oversight mistake. I don't think it was an intentional we're going to push down these people of color and, you know, forget about them. It was, I would bet that it was just a legitimate oops. Yeah. I <laughs> and, think it was and, a different... and again, instead of taking the route of, oh, well, we made this mistake and we're so sorry. It was, 
hey, and now look at all these cool people we have on our show who can sit down and we can take time to talk to them. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy that that happened that way. And not in a performative way. And not be like, look at me being like, I'm Jimmy Fallon and like, I'm such a cool guy giving these... He's... uh, It was a natural segment. It was... And it was truly about the content creators, not about him getting redemption or apologizing. Because it could have easily been like... One of the like he could have addressed it in like his monologue. I don't know if he did, at all at, at, at that point. But he, he, it could have been just like, oh, we're sorry, like during his opening monologue yeah. to the audience, and it could have been just that. But you know, he took it a step. He took it this uh, step further and had all these content creators, many of whom are POC, and not all of them were. So let's not like, it's not like he was purposely trying to like you know denigrate this. A, a whole community of people, but um, you know, giving just giving credit to where credits due is important, especially when you're giving uh, when when you're given a national platform like this, and uh, when TikTok is such a lucrative at this point, it's such a lucrative business for content creators that you know a person like an Addison Ray can make mil- you know millions of dollars out of you know doing just a couple of social media posts. And that, you know, having her be the forefront, you know, be the face of, like, doing these dances, you know, it takes that money away from the actual content creators that could really use that money. Addison does not need another million dollars. No. Does she want to give some to us? Like, that that would be fantastic. She can help fund our podcast. That would be amazing. I don't see that happening. As we called her out and called her and (laughs) kind of called her out and been like, you're kind of being kind of piece of shit right now uh i mean to be fair we didn't call her a piece of shit you just did right now so thanks for blowing that deal for us it wasn't gonna happen calm down (laughs) you never know we have a platform now we just caused change (laughs) we have power (laughs) evil laugh i think that was good on jimmy fallon to do something like that i think Again, it could have been easily just, like, dismissed or can be, like... It could have been, like, a really performative, like, ooh, look at me, I'm this white person giving black people uh, a platform. But it was genuinely, like, no, I fucked up. We didn't, you know, we didn't give these people credit when we were supposed to. Let's give them this opportunity to kind of get their stuff out there and talk about their art, their artistry and their, you know, and their content. Yes. And hopefully that, that, you know, gives them the views and the subscriptions and all that kind of stuff to get them... Um, wildly you, successful. Wildly successful. Uh, which, if you like our podcast, please subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell your friends so we can have more people listen to us. Shameless plug, number one. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, we're going to do this about six more times in just this episode. Absolutely. Um, but just as we get faith in Hollywood and think, oh, everything is great, no, uh, <laughs> we get uh, we get more news that Hollywood is just a shit town. Um, Char- Charlene Lee Yee, uh, has recently kind of talked about her experiences um, on the set of um, The Disaster Artist, starring James Franco and directed by Seth Rogen, um, accusing James Franco of, you know, being kind of a gross predator, sexual predator, and accusing Seth Rogen of creating an environment that um, kind of perpetuated that behavior. Um, And this is not the first time James Franco has been accused of uh, sexual assault. There's been numerous um, in... 
numerous accounts of him being not a good person and also not the first time that Seth Rogen has been called out for enabling for enabling all this yes Uh, because Emma Watson well he Seth Rogen has recently addressed the fact that Emma Watson walked off the set of one of his films and refused to shoot a scene that was morally demeaning to women and they ended up trading it out and having a man do it because it that made it funny as opposed to a woman being there is it the scene with Channing Tatum? In yes. The, they wanted to put Emma Watson in that? They wanted Emma Watson to do that scene. Oh, no! So the scene in question is where Chan- Channing Tatum is a... He's like a dog. He's like a sub-pup. Yes, and like... With like collar. the chain harness, the collar. I think he had like a donkey mask? I think so. And was dragged out. And they Seth Rogen had originally asked Emma Watson to shoot that scene. And she walked off set and said no. Rightfully so. Oh and my God. He So Seth Rogen has come out and said that he doesn't um, hold any ill will towards Emma Watson. Emma Watson still promoted the movie, even though she was like not doing this. And um, because she was, was in, she was in other scenes yes. that weren't that were not as uh, demeaning, like, demeaning or like that made her uncomfortable. But the fact that I had read that article about Emma Watson and then um, saw the news about uh, Charlene Yee, you're like, oh. You have a common denominator of Seth Rogen perpetuating female um, debauchery yeah. and not standing for the females that are in the movies that he is creating. Because it, it, it just speaks to like the, it's just like it's a man's, cl- it's like a boy's club. Yeah. And Seth Rogen has kind of had that, uh, like that very buddy buddy kind of. Uh, approach to kind of his direct directorial uh, pursuits with a lot of his movies. He's he makes his movies with his friends. The, that's the, in order to get into like with um, he J- him James Franco, Jason, Jason Siegel, Danny McBride. Yes, you know like you can't you know you can't watch a Seth Rogen or at, at some at one point a Judd Apatow movie with any of the, without seeing any of these guys in it. Yes. It was just kind of like they just made movies with each other. And that's that seems like a lot of fun for them. But it doesn't but, but they're not creating a safe environment for the women that they bring on. Clearly. Their their movies. Absolutely clearly. And um it's it just kind of speaks to like just the gross culture of Hollywood and um, this reminded me of, and it's only become recent, like, uh, the, his allegations only came recently, um, to light, but all, Brendan Fraser had a, uh, uh, an incident with a Hollywood, um, higher up where he was like, at, I think it was some sort of cocktail party and he was like straight up groped by this like Hollywood executive and you know, when, it's been a while since we've seen Brendan Fraser in like movies. At, at at a certain point, we couldn't you know throw a rock and not hit a Brendan Fraser movie. There were, he was such a huge like. Oh, he was the darling of Hollywood for a while. I love the Mummy. The Mummy and the Mummy Two are like my some of my favorite movies. And Cino Man is hysterical. Oh, I have a hold of fondness for uh, Blast from the Past. George of the Jungle. George of the Jungle is such a good movie and you can fight me on it. That movie is well put together for even being a ridiculous mockery <laughs> of what those movies are. It's brilliant. But like, you know, it, 
he he calls out this executive. He goes and does what's what he what anybody should do, and you know report it. And then all of a sudden, we see no Brendan Fraser for the longest time. He also had other things going on in his life. He was going through a huge divorce with his wife, and there was some there was some. Uh, I think he had like a lower back injury that he was also nursing. So even you know a Brendan Fraser who was like a Hollywood darling at the time fell victim to this like just the gross. Hollywood nastiness and and paid kind of paid the price. His career kind of like faltered after that. Oh yeah, I mean, and you look at someone like it's easy to sit down and say, well, uh, women are constantly, you know, crying, you know, abuse when something doesn't go their way or whatever. But to have someone like a Brendan Fraser who can come out and say, no, 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 me too. Absolutely. That was, and that was the whole point of the Me Too movement was that it wasn't just a place for women to, you know, quote unquote, like bitch and cry or whatever. Like men came forward and were like, oh, no, no, me too. And it's, I think, something that I feel like has started to fall to the wayside again. It was that trending topic for a moment where everybody was like, yeah, you know, we're going to stand up for to Hollywood. And some things did get a little bit better. And some people were, you know called out and have stopped having careers mm-hmm. like uh harvey like, weinstein like your harvey weinstein's or your, um, kevin spacey like your kevin spacey's for sure but it's still not enough we're still at the point to where it's still not hollywood still isn't a safe space clearly because we still have people coming forward and saying these people are perpetuating negative space for safety in a in a film and i mean you're on a job like yeah you should feel safe on your job that's that seems reasonable (laughs) i mean most people would say so but you know what that's just uh the way it is unfortunately yeah and until until i mean it's just i think until we can kind of um like dethrone the the higher ups that are you know, not doing anything about it, turning a blind eye. Um, it's because it's all about the money. It's it's ultimately about how much they can make. And Seth Rogen has made movies that were wildly successful. James Franco is a wildly successful actor who brings, who draws people to the box office. Like, it, until we can finally, like, sever the that the connection with these you know gross with the the grossness of hollywood and the the fact that they bring in all this money it's things aren't going to change as as much as we like we can make small strides and we can make we can call out people when when they are acting and behaving badly like we should but it's just going to it's just going to continue until we figure out a way to kind of make them realize, like, oh, we need to really shift. We need to make a huge shift in the power dynamic. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but that's just my opinion. I know you didn't ask for it, but I'm going to give it to you anyways. We, sh- we, can move, uh, we should move on from... Uh, depressing Hollywood news to something happier, like... Drag, Drag Race! Race! Yay! Woo! I am going to get a timer out because, girl, I have things to talk about. We've got lots to say. 
So this is our next. Uh, this next segment is our Drag Race Twenty, where we uh, talk about for uh, Drag Race and all things drag related for exactly twenty minutes. Because if we don't time ourselves, we will never, we will never stop talking. Joanna's got a timer ready. And three, two, one, go. All right. So this last episode was the final, the final four episode, um, and I mean honestly, like. Yeah, this is this is the final four we called. Yeah, no, yeah, nobody was gonna, nobody, nobody was going home. Nobody was like, like I knew nobody was going anywhere. And they were like teasing, like, ooh, maybe we're gonna have a top three. Ooh, I'm gonna call you out one by one. And we're like, bitch, no, no. you are not gonna send home nobody. And I love, I literally at my television as they're like calling forth the girls, and then they stopped, and Simone's just standing there. I was like, come on, do really? not tell me that you are going to try to convince me that you think that I'm going to believe that Simone of Simone's Drag Race season thirteen <laughs> was going to go home tonight. No. It no, was no, no, not no, going to no. happen. I would have had a better time believing if Candy was the last one called. And she or was like even this... Rose. Yeah, and they were like among the first, like, that was... The first Candy... one called. She they went down the line. They were literally just went down the line. Um, but, like, I would have believed that it was a Rose because Rose was Peggy. Was Peggy so hard in this episode <laughs> that Peggy was like, oh, girl... RuPaul sits down and they do like inside the actor's studio interviews with all of the girls. Slash like homage to the old TikTok, uh, the TikTok, TikTok, like little <laughs> dinners, lunches that they used to have in the older seasons. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And so they're sitting down and they're, they're talking and Got Mick comes out and it's, you're wonderful. Like Rue is like peeing herself. She's laughing so much. Um, they're they're making jokes. Michelle's being funny. And they make a got milk reference. joke, and I was like, how long? Why did it take almost to the finale for them to get a baby got milk refer like joke? I'm like, this was. You could, this was like the first thing that came to my mind when I heard her name. I was like, oh yeah, she's going to make a, like a got milk yeah. like reference. Well, they made a got milk and then, but Michelle saying baby got Mick was a baby got back reference. <laughs> but they also made like a milk. They, there, there was a milk reference, but maybe but that, that one wasn't it though. But so they're making, making jokes, having fun. Rue tells got Mick that, you know, how proud she is for her journey and how happy she is for the support she gets from her family and they're laughing and it's great. And then you have, you know, later Candy comes out and they're just cracking up over Candy being ridiculous. And like Candy says, like, I'm fucking delusional. And they're like, you fucking are. And it's great because we love you. Because <laughs> we love it. And Simone comes out and Simone's a star and she's special and we love her. She's like and authentically you, you and yes. you're, you know, you're so fierce. And, and un unapologetic and Absolutely. wonderful. Yes. And during Rosé's interview, it was... You're neat. <laughs> she literally says, we're so glad that you participated. <laughs> like, oh, Rosé. I'm like, are you just going to give her a participation trophy now? Or are she you going to drag this out? <laughs> like, sure. And, and we I did just, find out that, like, Rosé was only been doing drag for three years. Comparatively to everybody else. Compared like, that to, blew my mind. Like, she seemed so, she seemed so seasoned. She was, she seemed so, like, poised. I mean, obviously that was kind of like her arc was, like, 
or the arc that they're th- shoving down her throat was that she <laughs> was like fo- so focused on being perfect and like which, she okay but which are you getting that arc like naturally watching the show because me looking at Rose I don't go oh she's perfect she's perfect she's perfect except for the fact that they keep telling us that she thinks that she's perfect I'm not entirely convinced no. I'm not convinced that this okay so um full tea on my way here i was listening to bob and monet on sibling rivalry um talk about this episode and the one thing that they pointed out was that or that specifically bob the drag queen pointed out that i am like work rose has no storyline absolutely none the other three have all of this storyline and absolutely none so they're kind of shoehorning in this your perfect thing and what they also kind of shoehorned that like the beef between her and tina burner they also and her and like olivia kind of like they're trying to force a storyline in there and she's just there chilling having fun and i think my hot take from this is that the producers were like, oh, we'll get rid of this bitch way, like, a long time ago. They're like, we're going to give her the Jan edit. It'll be great. It'll, like, we're just going to knock her out. Because Jan didn't have any storyline either until she, like, had her face crack. And so they're like, mm. we're just going to boot this bitch out later because she's not that interesting. And Rosé has never once given them a reason to get rid of her. No, like, if they had del- eliminated her at any point during this competition, at any point, everybody would have been like, the fuck? Absolutely. <laughs> but she did fine. Or, because there's always somebody who are like, you should have been there. You need to be in the bottom. You need to go home. Like, there there have been very few where I was completely gagged that somebody went home, besides Tamisha. Because I don't think she should have gone home that episode. But, like, I haven't been, like, completely like, what? Mm. And if they had done that to Rosé, everybody would have been like, what? Yeah, like, fans are, like... On her jock. Oh, yeah, like, no. She all... is the fan favorite right now, which, again, I, I mean this as no shade to Rosé because I think she is fierce. I would gladly sit front row and tip her all of my money. Oh, my gosh. And then next time, next time I can see, like, next time I can go to a drag show, I'll be, like, they're, like, throwing, like, just money at her um, because I think she's great. However, this is Simone's drag race. No, like, <laughs> Simone is going to win. Got Mick is gonna get second place. I don't know. It like based off of this this last episode's edit, I feel like they're giving us the hard edit of, and Got Mick's gonna win. Uh, I'm uh, and I'm, I'm and I'm honestly okay with it at this point. Two episodes ago, I've been like, no, it was Simone. Uh, but now I'm like, eh, if Got Mick wins, I'm not mad at it. No, I w- I wasn't gonna be if. I think even if you told me that Gottmik was going to win a couple episodes ago, I would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's clearly, clearly Simone is the the front runner for this season. She has only recently been a, been kind of faltering in in her like meteoric uh, kind of ascent to the crown. Um, but if you told me like you know two or even uh, you know three or even two episodes ago that. Got make was going to be like okay that makes sense like she was she was giving us fashion on the runway she was giving us charisma in the challenges um, there was a couple times where I mean she was her Paris Hilton in in the snatch game was brilliant oh it's um, it was hysterical and uh, of the of the makeover challenges I think Got Mix makeover of Candy was the strongest. Uh, yes, it was the, it, like, the, the paint that she did and the uh, outfit like she put her in. Like, that screamed 
got me. Got me. No, extremely got me. I have other issues with that whole challenge. <laughs> that whole. I mean, it's just unfair that they had to do this challenge during COVID because uh, I think Manila on the chop brought it up it was one of the fun things about the makeover challenge is getting other people in drag that aren't normally in drag yeah. and get, watching them kind of like get their turn in heels, uh, try out a corset for the first time, mm-hmm. putting on pads, tucking. Um, and so like we, you don't get that kind of sense for, with that uh, when your makeover, your makeover buddy is another drag queen. No, absolutely. And I, like while I get the, the need for safety, like... Why not just do crew again? Because yeah. that would have been funny. Been I would fun. have loved to have seen Wintergreen back in Absolutely. drag. Absolutely. Give me Sarge in high heels again. I mean, granted, we did get a, a peek at Sarge in heels. Oh, he did have, like, the little that little moment. But, yeah. Like... But, but I do, like, I would have loved to have seen Sarge in full drag again. Like, Wintergreen rides again. Or have some other... Producers, do, or like, yeah, do all the PA, have all the PAs get made over, made over, or something like that. I don't know. It, it, it's just uh, unfortunate that it, this for that particular challenge it had to be during like a okay. pandemic. But yeah. nonetheless, like I, you know, I think either Gottmik at, at this point, Gottmik or Simone, I would be fine with either of those. Yeah, no, at this point, absolutely. I just, I just feel bad for whoever wins because they're gonna be eviscerated by all the Rosé fans, and I feel like that that's unfortunate. I mean, just like Lawrence Cheney. Lawrence Cheney, out of the gate, everybody was like, "Oh, this bitch is gonna win." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like Bimini, like started starts doing really well post seventh month break, yes. and um, they're like, "Oh yeah, let's give the fans were like, it's Bimini, let's give it to Bimini," but we're like. But Lawrence has been killing it from the get go. Yeah, Bimini has only been just been recently doing well. Bimini took a seventh month, a seven month hiatus like everybody else, but she was the one who was like she used it the uh, best. She used it the best, you know, got her chakras in line. Absolutely, did did her uh, clearly got some uh, and got her fillers. <laughs> got her fillers like everyone else. Um, I think that was the problem is that Lawrence Cheney was the only one who came back without filler. I wonder if it's. I don't know if what the situation was in Scotland versus... Oh, Scotland, they did say... Well, because... Uh, it seemed like Scotland was hit and got hit Ellie Diamond, hard. Ellie Diamond did say that because she said she had to go back to work at, like, the drive-thru mm-hmm. because they literally were not allowed to go out and perform at, at all. all. Like, they couldn't Zero. do anything. I mean, they could have done online drag shows, like other people did but the other girls did get a chance to try out material try out outfits out on stages mm-hmm. before they came back or whereas, different venues like that whereas they didn't get that opportunity um where i so i think that that probably was a hindrance and i mean lawrence even said that she hit some depression during that point mm-hmm. and gained some weight and not uh, being able to go out even a little bit to again try out new materials see if this dress still works See how things are going with amongst fans is also, very different. It's it's and I think I don't know if there was even like a, a like financially it was. I mean, you mentioned like they couldn't they couldn't do like gigs or even like they, I guess they could have done online shows, but um, it seemed like like financially like the Scottish queens were having a, a rougher time because like Ellie Diamond said like. She like the, the her their family lost their home. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, she I, I think she ended up finding like 
uh, a place to herself, but like it was through like obvious government assistance. Yeah, she they were, her family was like displaced, and then they were they were all placed in different spots. Like they like it was they were, they were all kind of like uh, kind of had to go uh, all different directions, but. Yeah, it, it seemed like it. I don't know the ex, the full extent, nor, I mean, I could you know pick up a newspaper or something or read an article. But... What research? <laughs> do we do that on this podcast? No, but we tag our damn. <laughs> but we tag we crack, our sources. <laughs> we we tag our damn resource our sources because we are we are a podcast with integrity. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think. Uh, this, this this final four for this for season thirteen was the final four that we we deserved that we knew was going to happen. Um, some would argue maybe uh, a Utica over a Candy. Yeah, I mean that could have happened. I think that if, if we had a Tamisha Amon who was actually healthy, we yeah, have a Tamisha Amon top five at least. Yeah, like she 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 had the potential to going real far, um, but I. Can we talk about the uh, the music video that they did? It's so good. That song is so good. Um, and I appreciate like the it's like a uh, like a throwback doo wop like style, and I'm all for like that that kind of old school uh, twelve bar blues, real doo wopy like sound. It's so it's so like it's just so like calming, and the song itself is very like. It's very upbeat. It's very positive. It's very like it's not. It's not like a bitch track. Uh, no, like, it's a brag track. They even called it out in the episode. They're like, no, no, no. It's a brag track. So you gotta like hype yourself up and talk about how great you are. And I love that. I think that they all looked great, except for that weird bra that they put on Rose. But I don't think they brought those outfits. I think that they were given. Oftentimes, uh, for those, for those, like. Like, I think Jan even said during the uh, Madonna musical, musical yeah. that some of the girls, those costumes were given to them. I think girls in past, in past seasons have said they, they've some of the costumes for some of the, um, like, uh, onstage productions. They're they were, provided. They were provided, their costumes. I think Katya said, like, the gown that she was given was provided for her um, uh, Diane, Princess Di. No, she, no, she said that she got it from her friend, and it was her friend's right. dead grandmother's dress friend's that she was cutting the train off of. That's right. And she still ended up in the bottom. Yes. So, no, that was not provided. Um, but I thought that the whole music, I thought the video looked great. I thought it, it was, was fun. It was aesthetically pleasing, because it was all super, like, they all, it was very mon- color, monochromatic, color-coded, and it was... Um, the the colors were bright. Yes. Like we had uh, Simone in like this like tangerine orange. Like uh, Candy Muse had like yellow. It was she like was sunflower. Sunshine. It was like sunshine. Sunshine yellow, and then uh, Mick was in the blue. I, I, it read purple to me. Was it purple? I don't remember. I it was remember. A, like a really vibrant like royal. Like purple, it was like it wasn't like eggplant. It was like plum. It was oh, like a, yeah. it was like a, it wasn't like a, it was like a, like a, like a violet, like a really vibrant violet. And then Rose was in her signature and pink. Her pink. Um, I like they're like and Rose, you can be pink. And apparently Rose raps. And, and apparently Rose has been rapping. <laughs> I'm so 
so excited by this. Like, it's so dumb and it's so great though. Because I love that they're like, as it was being set up, as she's like, and then I'm going to do this really fast bit, rap bit, and they're all like, for real? Okay, my the friend. The musical theater girl is going to do a rap? <laughs> and then she's to stand in her confessional and she's like, I've been writing raps for people during COVID and I would perform them and people would pay me money to do that. So she I am raps, a, yeah. She's like, I am a professional social media rap star. She's a and, rapstress. And I go, this is either going to be brilliant or it's going to take... Spoiler alert, it was brilliant. brilliant. Oh my god. She had like oh, good. she had like the fastest rap. Yeah, out of all of them there, yeah, she did the fastest rap because she she had to get all of those bars in to fit in with after her musical theater thing, which by the way, like was perfection. Like Rose ate those bitches for lunch. Like when it comes to performing, especially in a like a musical number like this, like it's that's why didn't she win the musical challenge? Yeah, absolutely. Like, justice for Jan. <laughs> justice for Jan. Um, so, like, mopping the floors with the other queens. Like, choreography on point, vocals on point, style. I know you had an issue with the bra. I didn't have an issue with the bra. Oh, I just thought the bra looked out of place over the corset, especially because none of the other girls had anything like that. So, it made her stand out in a way that seemed like she wasn't aesthetically the same as all the other girls, and like, not in like a Beyonce way. And so that just bugged me. It like and it just it just looked awkward on her body. Like I wish that it was slightly different. Um yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. <laughs> but it, that's it all just looked me. good. It looked it, it, they all look they all did great. Um I felt kind of bad like there was at the end where they were kind of like lined up back to back and they were doing like that classic like yeah. rubbing up on each other's thigh. Like itty bitty like Gutmick was behind giant ass candy muse and she was like re- trying to reach over <laughs> she's like so far to get to candy's leg i'm like did nobody like think to place like just swap them yeah to put like put Gutmick in the front like why does she because have to be in the back her. because literally she could have like and it's not even just to say that candy muse is the giant like they're all giants compared to Gutmick. Gutmick is like my size. Yeah, she's tiny. She's like, she's gotta be, I'm sure she's smaller. She absolutely could be. I'm five foot four on a good day. Yeah. And got, like, comparatively, it's hard to tell comparatively because when everybody's in heels, like drag queens particularly, they're anywhere from... 5'11 to 7 feet tall. You're just like, I don't I can't gauge this. (laughs) But, like, I felt bad for Kami because she was just, like, her face was, like, all up in Candy's ass crack, really trying hard to reach her leg. And I'm like, no. Hey, maybe she was fine being all up in Candy's ass crack. You don't know her. Uh, that bitch is a bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That girl boy is a bottom. bottom. But, uh, I just felt bad for her, like... Kidding me is being so just just this huge tall person and got poor got mixed was just like I, I can't I can't <laughs> I'm gonna try I'm gonna try real bad go go catch an arm <laughs> right it's not working um because um, they could easily just like because they were lined up in the order that they were like performing yeah they, they could have easily, easily just turned that line around <laughs> absolutely like there was no reason why got had to go first and. Dot runway though. Dot runway. Oh runway my god! Do. So like all of the dresses, I like the looks were great or whatever, and then Simone came out and just like peed on the runway. That was the most Shh. beautiful dress I have ever seen. I want one in every color 
the fact that like when she walked out and then her hands were on her hip with those uh, and I was like that is a gorgeous gown and then she moved her arms and they were her sleeves <sighs> I screamed it, yes, was it was the most so good gorgeous thing she looked phenomenal from head to toe mm-hmm. i i want it i want it it was so good i mean like everybody this else is, looked great this made sense for sleeve ruffly long Ugh. things like this is what rosé needs to like pay attention to and and we're done with that so <laughs> on that note let's take a break yeah. Welcome back. We're back, 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 back again. again. It's going to be our transition always because it makes me smile. <laughs> so uh, let's do that recap, y'all, because I have lots to say about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I'm going to, usually I don't say it, but spoiler alert, go watch this, pause this podcast, watch this episode, because this is the biggest, like, this is the biggest bullshit that's happened. Holy fuck. <laughs> Um, so Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we're dealing with the bullshit of all of the, the world going to, like basically ending after the blip and Bucky and Sam have broken out Zemo and they're, uh, trying to find Carly who, okay. Every time they say Carly, I think of Carly Kloss from the runway model who was also the host of the most recent season of Project Runway. And I don't know what that says about me as a person. Oh, the fact that I had to look it up. <laughs> was like, I don't know who this bitch is. <laughs> just every time they say Carly, I'm like, Carly Kloss. And I was like, that's not her name. <laughs> that's kind of amazing. Could you imagine? <laughs> that's not her name. But, okay. <laughs> and we're moving on. Um, so they're going through all the things. They find, uh, we find out that Carly Morgenthau, because that's her name, has now has the all of the super soldier serum and she's running around mm-hmm. town with it. And... Through some happenstance, um, discount Captain America, John Walker gets one of the vials because Zemo steps on all of the other ones and breaks them. And breaks them, yes. And okay, so in that moment, like I have never gone back and forth so much in my life in one scene going like, no, don't drop that shit. But yeah, you know what, Zemo, you probably should step on that just in case. No, 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 don't. One left. No, not you. (laughs) He's like, the one went that way. Yeah, the entire time. Look over there! Look over there! It's one more! Um, like, just, like, the way that the tension builds, and you're like, wait, who am I rooting for again? <laughs> the entire mm-hmm. episode is great, so, but he has he has the super soldier serum, and you're like, is he gonna take it? Is he gonna take it? Well, he's definitely gonna take it, but when's he gonna take it? And then... The scene changes or whatever. The scene and changes, so, the- so he puts it in his pocket, and then he talks to his, his buddy, uh... Mm-hmm. Lamar, mm-hmm. Battlestar, about should he take it? And Lamar was immediately like, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Um, which I do love the contrast to when Zemo asked Sam. Sam immediately said, no. No, <laughs> no I'd never take that. That's just, that's just dumb. Right. And so I do like the contrast. Um, we We never see it happen, but I'm... 95% positive he took it because he, like, homeboy, like, bends a pipe. 
Well, that and also like, uh, doesn't he throw the shield and it like fucking destroys a wall? It does. It it gets embedded into the wall just like when Isaiah Bradley threw his like Altoids container and it like embedded the wall. It was very much that parallel. That kind of that kind of. So I was like, yeah, no, I think he pretty much took the Super Soldier Serum. And like you can, and I was watching uh, a Screen Rant, I believe, video, and they were talking about like just like hidden details about it, like throughout. That moment where he picks up the vial, um, from that moment on, you can see, like, his gradual... Like, it's heavily implied that he's taking the serum, but you can see his gradual, the gradual, like, see, his body's response as the serum takes over. Because you see his, like, hand twitching. You oh, at see the him, end especially? Mm. At, especially at the end. You see his hand twitching uh, kind of throughout the scenes leading up to that point. Um, you see him, um, like, kind of jerk his neck. Well, I mean, and there's little things like that, though, that have been very consistent even before then, because he would always, like, like put his, like, pinch, like, the bridge of his nose, like, like he had a headache. Head, like, he had a headache or something like that, yeah. And so you're just kind of like, what is up with you? And then he starts getting twitchy, and you're like, what is up with yeah, you? There's a, there's and then a, you're like, oh. There's so also a, a, a moment towards the end where you see kind of blood trickling on his head. It's not coming from his ears. No, no, no. It's from his head. It's from his head. So, like, he's obviously had some sort of wound that's, like... Like, maybe a concussion. Or, or some sort of concussion that he's, that he's like, not, attend- with, yeah. not attending to because he's hopped up on the serum. Yeah. Um, okay, and so, uh, rewinding it back, I almost forgot the best part is when the... Uh, Dora Milaje show up. Oh, that scene was so perfect. I loved uh, the line. What did they say? Like the Dora Milaje have jurisdiction wherever, wherever the, the Dora, Dora Milaje are happen to be. I was like, yes, bitch. It was so good. And then I so like just to like really drive home that this man is very cocky, very feels like he is above the entire world. He sits there and he's trying to dismiss these, you know, little girls. And he goes and he puts his hand on her shoulder. And the minute you see the hand go out, I was like, oh, they're going to fuck him up. (laughs) They're going to beat his ass. (laughs) And it was just, it was so immediate that it was wonderful. And they worked so well together. And then he just sits there at the end. He's like, but they they weren't even super soldiers. And you're like... Because they don't have to be. Yeah, because they're bad asses without. And they without are, the they need are to the be. most elite military, like military, in the world. Yeah, and they are a bunch of women, a bunch of black women kicking the ass. All of the ass, and All it was of the wonderful. Ass. So you you can see that being the moment where he's like, I need to get something. I need I need to be able to be better because Cause he's just a normal dude who like just happens to have who happened to be like above average strength. Yeah. Um. And above average, like, stamina or whatever. So then we get the moment that drives forth the 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 ending and the, the snapping of one John Walker. Lamar gets, is in the, so they're in, like, this warehouse building and they're all fighting. They're all and, fighting super soldiers. And then Carly pops up and he, like, Lamar, like, shoves her out of the way or, like, hits her because he was, she was going to, like, beat the crap out of uh uh, Watkins, uh, and he, he uh, so they're sitting there, and she turns her force onto him, and they're you know exchanging blows, and she knocks him down, and he gets up, and then she hits him, and he goes flying across the room, and the minute you see his head snap back, it I was like, pillar. oh, oh fuck, <laughs> oh god, they really did it, they just killed that man, yeah, 
And like it was heartbreaking to see him because he runs over and he's like Lamar, 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 and yeah. he's 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 not it getting up. It's it is sad to see because you know Lamar didn't. He's just. He, he was, meant well. He met. He really meant well. He was kind of the. He was kind of the good cop in the good cop bad cop situation that they were they had doing. going on. He was generally generally kind of a decent man. Yeah, and he he dies, and your heart breaks, and then and then you see John Walker, and you're like, oh no. Oh, then you just eyes snap. He jumps out a window, yeah. and you're like, you're like, oh, he's gonna go fuck this girl up, and he doesn't even get to the girl. No, he doesn't. Interesting moment. Uh, interesting thing that I saw that the screen rant, uh, movie pointed out that is a direct. A reversal, role reversal from Captain America's jump into a window in Civil War. Yeah. And so it kind of represents his descent Such into in, into the serum's madness. I saw this exact same thing except for I was watching a new Rockstars video. Oh, that's what it was. It was new Rockstars. Yes. Yeah. See, we quote our things correctly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, so I thought that was great. And then he runs out and um, doesn't get to Carly. No, he gets to her like... Like second, like second command. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's that far. I mean, he he's, he's, he's really he's close. Always, he's always with her. I mean, there's only like five of them, so yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> but he gets there and he's like he hurls the shield at him. He knocks him down, mm. and then like just to especially with the the political climate the way it is, the fact that his hands went up in like the immediate hands up, don't shoot kind of moment mm-hmm. and says, I didn't do it. It uh, wasn't me. Like I surrender. I'm yeah. You know. I, he says, I didn't do it. It wasn't me. And then he's like, don't fucking care. And I think that the way that the scene was shot was so brilliant because you don't see any gratuitous violence. You don't see any blood. Like, well, at the end you see some blood, but you don't see any like, it's not guts like gushing. Guts. You don't see like a decapitation, but it still invoked that sense of horror and dread just to see his face, like raising and slamming the shield onto this body, like because you don't see you're seeing it from the perspective of yeah. You're the man seeing in- you're seeing John Walker's face as he's like raising and like pile driving the shield into this poor man's. Like body, and then the like you know he's dead when you see the hand, the guy's hand fall, and you see the blood trickling down, mm-hmm. and it was just this such this like strong imagery, and then he like gets up and he puts his shield back on, uh, like you know Cap would do after like when he's getting going, like I could do this all day, and he puts his shield back on, and he's standing there, and then it pans out, and you just see the blood at the bottom of the shield, and it's just like. Jarring, not supposed to be there. Yeah, it was kind of like for a Marvel, like for Disney Plus. For Disney Plus, even this was like horrific to see. Like it wasn't like a gratuitous amount of blood. It wasn't like the shield was covered in it. It was just like just the little bit of the edge, and you're just like shocked. And, and it was just because of the way it was shot and the way it was presented. And I thought it was very good directing. Um, in that aspect, and then also you have all of the people in the crowd with their phones out, phones out because watching. the episode is called "The Whole World Is Watching," mm-hmm. and you're like, oh. "Oh, John, you done fucked up." So, um, and then just to pile onto all of that, episode five is next, and the writer, not the director, but the writer of the episodes, has come out and said that there will be a. Uh, appearance of a character that portrayed by like a pretty 
fairly big name, I think. Like, I want to say that they're like, we're getting a character. It's a very grounded character. And it is one that he would love to see with Thor at some point. But we don't know who this character is. I am still 90% positive it's going to just be Paul Bettany. (laughs) (laughs) because I don't believe anything anybody says anymore when it comes to Marvel. (laughs) But we're, that's where we're at. Um, This episode was so good. I can't wait for more. We only have two more weeks. And then we, I lose Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Drag Race season 13 on the same, like the same week. But don't worry. We have Drag Race down and death. (laughs) So that's coming. And then uh, we still have to wait until I think, when did I say Loki was coming out in July? I want to say June. Is it June? June eleventh. So we have a whole month. Yeah. A whole month to wait for. Like, Marvel has been like spoon feeding us since like. Yeah, but doesn't a black the Black Widow movie come out in, in July? Oh. That one comes out in July. So we get Loki first, and then uh, during the run of Loki, uh, the Black Widow movie comes uh, out. Okay. So we get nothing in May. <laughs> They're like, to, we have given you so much content, more than you have you ever dreamed sit. of. <laughs> you get to sit and wallow. and You sit and ruminate on what we've given you. <laughs> but it was it was so good. Very good. Yes. Um, hey, did you do your homework and watch another episode of The Mandalorian like you're supposed to? I did. I did. I did. I'm oh, so excuse me. proud of you. You haven't mixed a week yet. I've been so good. I know. I can't wait for there to be like four weeks in a row where you're like, I don't watch anything. I'm, I'm just trying to stay on top of the stuff we watch already. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I watched The Mandalorian Season 2, Episode 4. This is where, uh, this is the episode where um, Mando and Baby Yoda, they, uh, they go back to, uh, they meet up Carl Weathers and... Uh, recently uh, fired problematic girl. Uh, the character Cara Dune. Yes. Um, I forget where they are, though. Um, but to, you know, because he's like, okay, I'm still trying to find where people to give Baby Yoda to. And they're like, okay, we can help you, but we need to uh, storm this, like, Old Republic, like, base, base and get supplies or something like that. Um so you can put your baby Yoda in school. Yes, he gets to go to school. And baby Yoda's kind of a dick. <laughs> Straight up steals some, like, cookies. They look like macaroons. They're like little uh, little blue macaroons. He was just like, can I have? He like, and Well, the kid, to be fair, like, has a whole role and could have easily just been like, here, child, you can have one. But now he's like... No. Nope. <laughs> like, not even like, nah, no, nah, these are mine. He's just straight up, no. Mm-mm. And he was like, well, fuck that. Fuck that. I'm a, I'm a uh, force telekinesis your shit. And uh, that take kid it looks, from my... That kid looks over and he's just like, what's up, bitch? What's up, bitch? And the kid's just like, the other kid's just like heartbroken. He's like, oh. oh those my, are my cookies. Those are my cookies. <laughs> those are my school snacks. So he's, uh, Baby Yoda's in school while Mando and uh, Problematic Lady and Carl Weathers go to uh, uh, storm the base. Um, I love that you're naming things like your boyfriend names things in your <laughs> <face>. Like... <laughs> Like, this is exactly, like, I, I'm not going to correct you anymore. Just keep going. <laughs> Did he tell you what he t- what, uh, what he calls Legolas from Lord of the Rings? Um, I'm sure I've been told I don't remember. He calls him Philip because he had a, he had a, <laughs> yes. he had a McDonald's toy that was Legolas and he didn't know his actual name, so he just called him Philip. And so when he saw the movie, he's like, oh, it's Philip! <laughs> <laughs> the 
this is my life. This is nothing has real names anymore. <laughs> this is the life I live, friends. Welcome but, to my world. <laughs> um, so they they storm the base and um, they bring along like this like sea creature like dude that's I guess some sort of like in servitude to Carl Weathers' character. Do like, you remember where this guy came from? No, he was in the first season. He even makes a carbonate drink. He was like the first guy that he captures at the beginning of the first episode of the first season. He was, had, he, Mando was there and he was like, oh. you, like I'm after you. And then he like freezes him in carbonate and drops him off. Oh, because yeah. he even makes a carbonate joke and he says that he can't he see out of one eye anymore. He can't see his left eye. That's right. Because that's, what, that's also why when Mando walks in, he was like a fuck. <laughs> this guy again. <laughs> ah. And the guy, doesn't he like ink? Doesn't he like, he like <laughs> yeah. expels like mist out of his gills? Yes. Like, oh no, Mando made me ink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Okay. I didn't pick up on that. No. They can basically just like have him do like all the dangerous work. It's like, oh, while we're under fire, can you open up this door? Can you uh, treacherously go mm-hmm. on this cliff overlooking lava and turn off <laughs> turn off these things? Yeah, he's their bitch. <laughs> he's the he was just completely completely like and <laughs> he's like, oh, as long as my as long as my uh, like like what is it his like land scooter thing? Yeah. So like, as long as, as long as that's fine, I'm good to go. Whatever, I'll just keep it here. Um, spoiler alert: that shit gets destroyed when. <laughs> their way out and he's like ah damn it that was my land scooter (laughs) oh um but yeah so they like they fuck shit up and they they uh find this um uh recording of uh because it it turns out it's like some sort of lab some secret lab because they find all these like um tanks with like horrendous creatures in it yes and they get they get this like uh they find this like video message from the lead lab scientist. Who was also in the last season. Correct. And uh, talking to the dude from the last season. What's his name? Um, they all have weird names. I can never remember. Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. That's right. Um, and it's like the major bad guy in this season, but sure. So he's talking... The, the lab uh, scientist guy is talking about like, uh, oh, we've been experimenting and... Um, you know, with these creatures or whatever, and apparently they use the baby Yoda's blood as like the source of their uh, like experimentation. I was like, "Holy shit! No wonder they want this. Like, they want to take this little baby because they're like doing all sorts of like tests and gross experiments on and creating all these like." I don't know if they're like weapons or like soldiers or something. I think the implication is that they were clones. Is that the idea? I think that's the implication. I, okay. Again, it's been months. Since I, I, mean, watched, I, I, I watched a, a like a, like I said a recap, and I don't. Th- I think at this point the implication is that they were clones. Okay, that makes sense because that's a thing in this. That, that's a thing in this universe. <laughs> in this universe, um, and the the things that were in the the like the, the tanks sort of looked like mutated like Yoda things. Yoda things, yeah. Um, and so you're like, holy fuck, yeah, this they're experimenting on Baby Yoda. Let's that's. That's not good. Let's go back and get Baby Yoda. Yeah. And so they try, they you know try to ex- uh, es- they you know they escape. Um, uh, Mando, he's like, oh, I could just use my jetpack and get get there quicker. So I'm just gonna dip Peace. out by. So he pieces out, and while uh, Carl Weathers and Problematic Lady and Bitch <laughs> are trying to fight their way through all the uh, um, uh, stormtroopers and lava things and. Um, 
they're like cornered by some by a bunch of like winged creatures. Is that what I is that what I remember? Are sure. There, winged, there are some sort of winged creatures that are like, oh fuck, we're we're screwed. Mando saves the day, and he kind of swoops in and shoots all the things off of them, and uh, Baby Yoda... No, wait. Am I mixing this up with something else? No. No, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's happened. Yeah, he swoops in with his... Uh, in his... And his, his newly... Ship. His newly, like, fixed ship. ship. Yes. And he's got Baby Yoda in the front seat. Baby Yoda's and... Still, still snacking on macaroons. Still snacking on them macaroons. Um, I love that JJ is giving us every superhero in every movie with his phone going off. Absolutely, I just I just thought it was funny because Baby Yoda's having the time of his life. Oh yeah, he's having fun. It's like <laughs> a roller people, coaster. Kill the people! Yay! And they're like flying around. He's like wee, and then like and then promptly throws up. The and then promptly time. throws up all the macaroons that he just <laughs> eaten <laughs> throughout the day. And um, we find out that like as they're like going about and doing, uh, they kind of continue on their adventure, uh, we find that um, Moff Gideon had, uh, like, I guess paid off one of the repairmen to put a tracker on the Mando ship. And so, like, now he's tracking the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. So we're like, oh no, they know where he's at now. And that's the end of the episode. And I'm like, (laughs) yay! Um... Yeah, that that's what happened. Um, the next episode is going to be great. Um, when you when we get to the end of this season, I'm watching the last episode with you. Neat. Because I want to be there. Because <laughs> I want to see your face. I want to be there for that because I have been denied you watching finales but you'll be like live texting me like you'll be like what the fuck like the end of game of thrones like not even the end of game of thrones it was the end of it was the red wedding the red wedding and then it was also um the battle of the bastards oh yeah (laughs) because i just gotta i just randomly get a text message that says zigzag zigzag and i was like oh i know what you're watching (laughs) yes um so yeah let's talk about some things that are coming up that we're excited about all of the trailers have been dropping lately. So, um, the like I said before, the Loki TV show. I'm so fucking excited for this TV show. It looks so good. Looks so good. Um, I'm also the president of the Tom Hiddleston Stan account. So, <laughs> um, I think he's fabulous. I'm so excited. The trailer looks amazing. The show's going to be so much fun. I can't wait to see the implications on the rest of the MCU. Mm-hmm. And what what this means. And I heard that it was already renewed for a second season. So Ooh. this is going to be one where that's not going to be then like a mini series like WandaVision and what I'm assuming Falcon and Winter Soldier are. Is uh-huh. I haven't heard anything about a second season of Falcon and Winter Soldier. I mean, I feel like it's something that they could probably do. Like, it's just the two of them like hanging out. <laughs> Right, but because um, at this point it's just like just setting up for the rest of the MCU goings on. Yeah, and right? like what's going to happen with Captain America? Whereas mm-hmm. this, um, but Loki is apparently just doing his own thing, causing timeline problems, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here for that. Yay! All the Loki. Um, oh, uh, and final season of Pose. Yes, Pose is, uh, they just released a trailer, um, it's devastating, it's both fierce and, uh, fantastic, um, if you have been, if you haven't seen any of Pose, uh, you should, it's, uh, it's a fantastic series about, 
um, ballroom culture in, oh, it starts off in the early 80s in New York and kind of the, kind of goes through the lives of all these uh, LGBTQ, um, uh, not only drag queens, but trans drag queens, uh, uh, you know, just trying to live their life, trying to live their truth. It's fantastic. Billy Porter is amazing in it. Um, so Jay good. Rodriguez is phenomenal in it. Um, not Jay Rodriguez. MJ Rodriguez. MJ Rodriguez. Two very different people. Very different people. Um, um, and also bring tissues because I cry a lot watching this show. Yeah, it's it it, it is. So impactful, it, especially once they like delve into the AIDS epidemic and how it destroyed the LGBT community in the early years, um, and the effects on that, and you know uh, the implications moving forward. Uh, it's it's fantastic. You yes. need it's uh, this is their third and final season. Um, I don't remember the date that they had um, they had posted, but they just posted a trailer, and I like shit a brick. <laughs> I may have to rewatch because it's been so long since season two. <laughs> it's been a, it's been a couple years. Like it didn't help that like it was kind of in limbo for a little while, and then the fucking pandemic hit. But they finally like cleared. Uh, they finally uh, cleared for a third season, and it's gonna be amazing. I'm so excited. Invincible is on Amazon Prime. Wait, you watched the first episode already? I got a. Ch- I had. Uh, uh, a student of mine had um, canceled their lesson, and I was in between. I was like, okay, I might as well just like catch up on something, do something. <laughs> so I saw, I had the only reason why th- this came up in my mind is because I had seen like just a like ad for it mm-hmm. on like my on like Instagram or something. I was like, oh yeah, I really wanted to watch that uh, watch that show. Oh, I heard it's bananas. The first episode fucked me up. Cool. All right, I'm gonna have to get on this. All right, are they th- they 30 minute episodes? They're like 45. 45-ish. It is. Um. Okay. So if you don't know, Invincible is a um. It's. Uh, it's a graphic novel. It's a graphic novel, t- uh, like animated show that's on uh, Amazon Prime Video. Yeah, well, because it's based. Up, so I did watch the interview with the writer of it on Fat Man Beyond, mm-hmm. which is Kevin Smith's. Uh, YouTube show. I uh, the things I know is that it is a graphic novel written by the same people who brought you uh, who worked on Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Walking Dead and, as, uh, and a slew of other things as well. Yeah, um, but, but like Walking Dead was like was the like big the thing that thing. you're like, oh yeah, no, everybody's at least heard of that show. Yeah, like the and just like not only like the like the people behind the uh, the show. It's got a lot of like huge huge names in like not just. The production realm and TV realm, but like in uh, just like working with animation and stuff like that, they have like a superb cast. Uh, J.K. Simmons, Sandra Oh, um, uh, Stephen Yun, and uh, I forget the girl who plays Maggie from Walking Dead. They're also, I think they're also, uh, Stephen Yun's like the the son, right? And uh, just like a John Hamm is like a. Oh, John Hamm is randomly in everything. Yeah, he's like randomly a character at the beginning, and it's kind of amazing. Uh, but it's it, it's a wild ride. Okay, I'm gonna it's have to start, ride. and then it's a weekly release, right? It's a weekly release. Okay, because I, I know they dropped. I think they dropped the first three episodes, and then they're doing on there. Yeah. I know all of the people I watch on the YouTubes are all like talking about it. I'm like, well. <laughs> 
I hate podcasts, so I don't have time for this, but this I'm going to have to make time. If we want this, we can, we can do this for our, um, like, once Falcon and Winter Soldier, in between Falcon and Winter Soldier and, uh, and Loki, Loki, we can do this. And if you want to, because then I can stop, because I've only seen the first, the first episode, because I was like, oh, oh, We can definitely do that. Oh. We, we, this will be our, our upcoming thing then, then, so that way I don't have to watch it right now. And we'll be late to the party, but that's yeah, fine. That's totally, like, We're totally okay I think with it's that. only five episodes into this first season. I don't know how long it's supposed to be, but like you said, the first three dropped yeah. immediately, and then it's only been a couple, a couple weeks. weeks. Cool. So we will work on that. But everybody else, enjoy it. Just don't tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) Shut up about it. (laughs) And then uh, just a reminder, the musical of musicals, the musical is going to be streamed on the 18th of this month, which is, I believe, Friday. I can look at a calendar. I want to say Friday or Saturday. Sunday. I'm... I can, I can. Oh, because today's the 12th, so then, yeah. I can do dates. Um, so it'll be uh, streamed on Sunday. They will be raising money to cover flood damage that was done to the York Theater. And they have a GoFundMe page to donate to help repair all of the flood damage. And you'll get to watch this amazing musical at the theyorktheater.org. Um, it's, and it's starring all of the people the that people. you have ever thought you wanted to see in a musical. And Hillary Rodham Clinton. Yeah, like literally all the people. And then there's Hillary. And then there's Maude. <laughs> and Hillary. And then Hillary. Um, but it's definitely going to be worth your time. I'm going to watch it. Um, and because I watch it, I'm going to make JJ watch it. We're going to talk about it. Ooh, ooh. We will do the things. It'll be great. And um, I think that's it, kids. Yeah, I think we're good. All right. Well, uh Thank you for listening to Nobody Asked Our Opinion. You can send us an email with any and all of your opinions at nobodyaskedouropinion at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at nobodyaskedouropinion. You can listen to us on YouTube at Nobody Asked Our Opinion Podcast. You can follow me at joeysnow2006. And you can follow me at pianoman underscore zero five. Follow our unpaid intern Natalia at her new handle, The Third Rule Creative. And our producer, Jonathan, at Jelly Sound. Rate us and leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. And uh, do tell your friends about us. Because if you tell your friends and say you have to listen to this, then maybe they'll actually listen to us. And then they'll tell their friends. And then more people will listen to us and we'll feel successful. Don't forget to check us out on Friday where we will be discussing Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. I had to think about that because we are all over the place with the Spider-Man. Spider-Man Homecoming on Friday. We'll do our deep dive into that franchise. We look forward to seeing you there, metaphorically. Okay, bye! Bye! Bye.